You are listening to Think Theory Radio. 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 Hello and welcome to Think Theory Radio, the most thought-provoking show in the universe. That's true, I verified that. The most. (laughs) One of the most? That's so grandiose. It's just like all the scientists that you talk about (laughs) and the researchers. You got to sell yourself. And uh, grant receivers. We got got to talk big to make it big. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. Hype yourself up. Yeah. The best ever. The best. The most (laughs) thought provoking. (laughs) I'm trying to come up with a new tagline. You better recognize. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm your host, Damien Perdue. And of course, that is Paul Shabari. Oh, wow. I don't even get a poly C. Uh, see, at the, at the so a, greetings. <laughs> greetings, yeah. fellow listeners. You say poly C, I'll say yo, yo, yo. You say Paul mm, Sprite, greetings. What if I say Pablo Chicago? Hmm. Salutations, salutations. <laughs> ah, I like that. I don't know. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, just trying to switch it up. Yeah. Got to, you know, throw people off a little mm-hmm. bit here and there. You know, Curve can't balls, be man. too predictable all the time. Can't keep throwing your fastball all the time. Radio. Right. People catch on to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, got to throw a little slider here and there. Some curve balls. Mm-hmm. Knuckle balls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can um, you tell we're baseball fans? <laughs> yeah, right. But today we're not talking about baseball. No, no, we do that, I though. don't think so, yeah. I mean, maybe it'll come up. So we haven't talked about if a there's baseball a way, oddities. Yeah. I know, yeah. We, we compile more stories. I feel like I just had a couple more, too, that were... That were worth compiling. We'll put them in the vault. In the vault, yeah. We'll do it for uh, spring training yeah. or something. Um, unless we figure out a way that baseball can save the world. I guarantee, really yeah, unless baseball saves the world. I guarantee there will be at least three weird sciences before we do <laughs> another baseball oddity. You're probably that's, right. That's at the earliest. And I'd say, I say maybe even seven weird sciences before... You, well, a seven's base, a stretch, but yeah, I'd, I'd before say, a third baseball out of yeah. But you might be right. Yeah, but I, in between three and seven, I'll give you that. But saving the world, though, you say? <laughs> oh, saving the world, uh, which you know, baseball is round like the globe. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're a flat and, earther. And, Guys in the ninth inning sometimes come in to get saves, uh, but we're not talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I just wanted to ask like two questions. One, are we doomed? If, if we're fans of certain baseball teams, we are. As as a world, as humanity, is humanity oh, yeah. doomed? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. And, yeah, and the, will the bugs save us? Oh, really? Okay. It's a bug's life. Okay. Will the bugs save us? <laughs> will we be saved by the bugs? Now, is that going to be like a, um, a collective decision on their part to, to save humanity? Like, is that going to be like... Um, the bugs will eventually take over, yeah. but will they be like, ah, let's keep humans around for a yeah, while? Yeah, like pets. Yeah. They will evolve. And... They drop food on the floor sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Like at some point in the distant past, you know, the cats ruled the world, mm-hmm. and then we took over, and then we made them pets. And they still kind of rule the world <laughs> in a way. <laughs> right? No, I think mm-hmm. about it. Like um, during the, the height of the pandemic when everyone was broadcasting from home, right? Mm-hmm. You heard in the background of just about every single broadcast, someone's cat just like meow, 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 trying to make their voice heard. Broadcasting to other cats around the world, mm, you know, the secret maybe revolution, organizing. So I wouldn't yeah. put it past them. Yeah, I think the cats There's are sneaky critters. Yeah. Well, maybe they can help us solve this uh, crisis that we're in. 
<laughs> no, but I, uh, so not to be super doom and gloom. And people are probably like, what are you talking yeah, we, about? Yeah, we've gone all over the place. <laughs> Baseball and cats. <laughs> it's like we're keeping people on their toes. You know, they're like, you know, waiting with anticipation of what will we be talking about? Uh, and basically, I have. Well, you teased it. Uh, are we doomed? Are we and, doomed? And will, will the, the bugs save, save us? Yes. So I should give you all you need to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically talking about, I don't want to pigeonhole it as climate change, you know, because it's not just that. I mean, I think it's that's part of it. Uh, but, I, you know, growing, you know, well, living in the city. The and, amount of like toxins and whatnot. Toxins, we just like pumping just to make every day go by. Right. Yeah. All the products we use, uh, you know, things we take for granted, how much waste we accumulate per person. You know, it's like, especially, you know, I live in the city. I'm from Chicago. Mm -hmm. And every day I see it, you know, like in my face, how much waste that we accumulate and we produce. Um, and sometimes it's just, it's disheartening. You know, you look at it and you think, well, there's nothing we can do. It's just nonstop damage. But, you know, I like to not, I don't like to be too uh, depressing or dramatic. Yeah. So I have compiled lists or i found a bunch of lists of inventions modern inventions that could save us from ourselves okay um and you know but it's but there's so i was looking up different stats and just kind of trying to figure out who's doing what out in the world and a couple little things you know i was telling you before the show just this is just single use plastic waste per person Australia and the U.S., we are the worst. Um, we create the greatest amounts of throwaway plastics at more than 50 kilograms per person, which is a, roughly about 100 pounds per person. 110. Per year. 110. And then uh, South the Korea. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. South Korea and the U.K., uh, about 44 kilograms. So, so 97. 97. So about the same. And in contrast, the average person in China, which is interesting because China's the largest producer of single-use plastic by volume, but they only produce 18 kilograms of single-use plastic per year, uh, which I find pretty interesting that they don't use as much per person that they produce. Obviously, you know who it's for, for us, because we love to just take plastic and throw it away. And what's China rolling at? <laughs> 18 kilograms. 18. Per wow, that was lower than I thought. Yeah. That is only 39 pounds. Mm -hmm. We'll just round up to 40. That was like 39.68. Yeah. That's 40 pounds, China. <laughs> I don't care how much plastic you produce. You're not getting by on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's still a lot. I mean, especially how many people they have. Um, and then more numbers. It's only 20 companies are responsible for over half of throwaway plastic waste. I believe that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet there's some uh, the usual suspects up there, huh? Oh, yeah. So it's uh, 20 petrochemical companies. They're responsible for 55% of the world's single-use plastic waste. Of course, uh, U.S. energy giant ExxonMobil yep. tops the list. Um, that's not even counting all the oil they dump in the water. They contribute 5.9 million metric tons to global plastic waste, uh, followed closely by U.S. chemical companies Dow and China's Sinopec. Okay. And then, here, check this out. Nearly 60% of the commercial finance funding the plastic waste crisis 
comes from just 20 global banks. Hmm. You got 20 companies, 20 banks, a total of $30 billion of loans from these uh, banks, including Barclays, HSBC, and Bank of America. There's given money to these corporations to make more and more waste. How long before, like, we're on teams, you know? Like, <laughs> like I was born into the Barclays, Dow, Walmart family or something, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like indentured servitude or yeah, something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, we're pretty like, much there. The like dystopian slavery. society where it's like like 300 years from now, it's like you, you just, you're born into, oh, you're, yeah. you're going to work here. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Corporations <laughs> yeah, running the world. Yeah. There's no government. Yeah. There's just corporations. How many right-wing listeners right now are like, over my dead body? Yes, exactly. That's probably <laughs> right. what we're... We will all be dead in that Although scenario. Although they love it's the free so market. Far in the, so, yeah. Uh, so far in the future, though, but everything is going so corporation that yeah. I can see that the only way that humanity can survive is if these corporations... Like supply. Yeah, us. I think it was uh, what Ralph Nader said. Uh, only the billionaires can save us because it's so bad. <laughs> yes. It's like only the same. You know, and it's like you know, like uh, and and that's why I hate the whole like you know, like uh, you shouldn't tax the rich. And it's like we kind of have to at this point. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can't just take everything. Mm-hmm. No, totally. And you know, it, and what? So part of what kills me though is I, the uh, kind of. The descriptions, these catchphrases, you know, originally it was global warming, then it's climate change, and it's like neither of them really fully represent the true kind of uh, situation that we're in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, and I don't totally blame, I think it's like you get a scientist that just comes up with it, says, oh, well, global warming, and then the media runs with it, global warming! Well, I I think it's, yeah, because it's easily the most dramatic to sell. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, and it's like, uh, you know, the world you're going to leave behind for your children and their children, you know? It's like, oh, your grandbabies! You're gonna you're gonna leave behind a terrible world for your mm. grandbabies because of uh, the the industrialized world that you're you're in right now, and you're doing nothing to prevent. Yeah, and, and I think yeah, I mean, you know, the the science is definitely there that shows the in, impact of man and every day what they're doing. But yeah, I don't think it yeah. truly represents like oh, I think that that tells the full picture. And I yeah. think there's there's even more devastating stuff here on the ground. You know, like for sure. Yeah. Well, that's why I go back to the old, you know. Give a hoot, don't pollute. Like mm-hmm. that's what I feel like. It's mm-hmm. just it's because I've when Keep I argue, America beautiful man. Yeah, or like people that you know, like conspiracy theorists to say, oh, climate change isn't real and it's all just some kind of socialist plot or something. Blah blah blah. Um, I argue with them and say, well, forget about the concept of climate change. Forget about whether or not you believe that carbon emissions are bad or not. Do you want pollution? Like, <laughs> there's no one in their right mind that if you ask that question is going to say yes, I want pollution. No. Everyone pretty much agreed, yeah, pollution sucks. I don't want my lake polluted. I don't want the air polluted. That's kind of like just start there, mm-hmm. you know, because if we limit our pollution, uh, you know, into the environment and what, you know, the repercussions it has on us. Well, how much times I see like just garbage like on the street or flying yeah. around or just, you know, like yeah. uh, especially like highways where like the way it will blow to the, you know, all the, yeah. the walls and stuff. Yeah, it, it's. Well, there's so much, you know, that, that and we were talking about it before the show, there's so much that we contribute on a day-to-day basis that I don't think we even realize we do. You know, we think about cars, right? And we think about, okay, what's the, you know, our carbon footprint by driving a car? And you, you think of it in terms of emissions. We don't even think about the fact that our tires are expelling microplastics into the air and into the water. 
And it's literally, I think it's like the second most pollutant of our oceans is microplastics from car tires. And, like, and you were saying that, like, you know, you would have never made that connection. Yeah. That, like, maybe that seems surprising. It's like, it, it, I guess it makes perfect sense, though, when you think of how many motorists and tires yeah. are, you know, how many tires are produced, how many are on the road, mm-hmm. how, how much wear, you know. And, and then the fact that, like, you know, all the water will bring it off the streets and down, Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah. How it all that's it's all connected, yeah, man. Filters right back in, you know. It's I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like uh, with like acid rain, how you know it comes off the ground and back into the cycle and rains yeah. back on everyone. You know, it's like that's it's the earth. It's not going anywhere, right? Well, and not you know, and then that's just you know something that we're utilizing like a tool, but then also products we consume. You know, I was reading how. The average person eats about a credit card's worth of microplastics per week. That's crazy. <laughs> per That's week. Crazy. So you're eating like 55 credit cards a year. But where are, they, where are you getting that, though? You know, From like, all, like so it, it comes off of a bottle. Any kind of plastic you use, mm-hmm. uh, it's also... Um, yeah, so like any, toothpaste. Any, like, yeah, single-use plastics, like, okay, like Chewing that. gum has plastic in it. Um, what about, like, um, the processed, like, processed cheeses and yeah. things like that, you know? Oh, yeah. Like that. All kind of stuff like that. Cosmetics well, know, use and, like, microplastics. Pr- processed foods, like, you know, the factory might have mm-hmm. uh, part, you know, uh, you know, some slight stuff in the air, you know, like yeah. that. Yeah. Anything that's plastic, packed in plastic, is going to absorb some of the microplastics. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes on and on. Yeah, like it was in cosmetics. They've switched to using kind of, microplastics for like the exfoliant beads. Like a sun-baked car. Yeah. You, like, sit oh, down, right. Yeah. yeah. All the mm-hmm. stuff that's like kind of floating around in there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's, the, we, we, that's the doom and gloom part of it. We've <laughs> talked about this, though. You know, for those of you playing at home, I think this comes up enough where... Uh, you know, like, will we adapt to the plastics, though? Yeah. You know, like, I, you know, it's that's just how sad oh, yeah. it is. Yeah. But. And that's kind of where the bugs come in. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Will the bugs so, save us? Okay. Will the bugs save us? Plastic eating bugs? Yes. Yes. Plastic eating bugs. And also, yeah, it, but then, uh, and I know I've, I talked about them before, and it's spoiler alert if you haven't seen Crimes of the Future, the uh, latest David Cronenberg uh, movie. Part of the concept of that movie is that people develop organs that are uh, digesting plastic. So some people in the movie are cutting them out because they think, you know, they're, they're growing these new organs. They start cutting a Vito Morganson's character starts cutting it out and turns into this whole like artistic kind of performance art piece. Right. Where people are watching them like surgically remove the organs out of his body. But then other people are saying, no, we have to keep these so we can eat plastic and consume plastic. Crazy. So maybe that's where we're headed. We're going to be be able to digest plastic in the future. (laughs) It's either that or we're going to have to change really quickly because that's where mankind's at right now. This is is where we are in the Mm. evolutionary chain. There you go. Like where where you stand, you and me, where we stand right now, the can man survive plastic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's, <laughs> ponder on that while we go to commercial, and when we come back, we'll take your calls. And how will the bugs save us on Think Theory Radio?
Welcome back to Think Theory Radio. Today we are trying to figure out how to solve the world's problems in 60 minutes or less. <laughs> no, not really. Would but, this fall under our meaning of, no, I guess not. No, 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 this is quality of life. Quality of life. Our quality of life programming here on WCPT. Uh, but before I, <laughs> before I tell you the many ways that bugs will save us, let's take a phone call. We got Brian and Juliet. What's going on, Brian? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Well, uh, <clears throat> well, uh, in relation to uh, global warming and climate change, you're referencing that. Uh, I have a cousin uh, retired from the uh, National Weather Service. And he maintains that the biggest culprits in uh, regards to this is uh, uh, the United States, China, and India. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, uh, quite frankly, uh, there is hope uh, for the world. Uh, it's not all doom and gloom. Uh, but uh, I think uh, uh, major countries, uh, in, in order to... Uh, uh, solve uh, global warming and climate change are going to have to adopt some form of uh, democratic socialism, and that is a blending of capitalism and socialism, uh, because um, unbridled uh, capitalism uh, is uh, uh, leads to nothing but greed and uh, and democratic uh, socialism. Uh, would uh, there would still be rich people? Right. There wouldn't be poor, uh, but uh, we can uh, devote. And uh, have you ever heard of Franklin Roosevelt's 1944 Economic Bill of Rights? Mm, not, I mean, I know it, but I couldn't. I couldn't tell you what was in it. Well, point four says the right of every businessman, large and small, to trade in an atmosphere of freedom from unfair competition and domination by monopolies at home or abroad. I think that all eight are very relevant. Mm-hmm. It's a form of uh, democratic socialism, quite frankly. And uh, really, uh, it's not particularly useful. I don't know if you guys ever listen to any of these uh uh, uh, right-wing uh, hate radio stations. I try not to. <laughs> yeah, well, they're, they're not helping very much when yeah. they keep calling uh, uh, Joe Biden and uh, a communist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot, see, the thing is, is there a lot of them are paid off by big think tanks like Cato Institute. Uh, what is it? The Institute for American Policy or one of those. There's so many of them that are essentially funded by the Koch brothers and other, you know, uh, pollute like Exxon, all these different companies that are the main contributors to, you know, climate uh to the climate change and to pollution, but they fund these think tanks, which in turn fund a lot of these right wing, uh, you know, talk show hosts like Tucker Carlson. He's a member of the Cato Institute and he gets paid by them. Well, uh, not that communism is a bad thing, but uh, Joe Biden is certainly not a communist. No. And uh, I think that uh, and they also I have also heard more than a few times on these stations. Not that I spend my days listening to them. Don't get me wrong. I listen to PPT most of the time. Yeah. Uh, But uh, uh, when they refer to people, uh, 
meteorologists and people of the National Weather Service, uh, experts in the field as a part of a Marxist conspiracy within the United States, uh, that's not... uh, uh, a very uh, positive contribution to solving uh, the world's problems. No, but that's what I'm saying. They're getting paid off by the people that are polluting. Like, it's, it's, it's done on purpose. The reason they're saying these things, the reason they're using communism and, you know, whatever, socialism, whatever they want to call it, it's just to, it's like flashpoints. It's just to use these kind of catchwords to make people scared and associate uh, you know, climate change or protecting the environment with something like communism. But there really a lot of them. If you if you look up any of these right wing talk show hosts, you will find a connection to some of these huge corporations that are funding them. So they're really not that stupid. They're just doing it for the money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I know. Hey, well, thanks guys very much. And if I don't talk to you before, then happy holidays. Happy you holidays, too, Brian. Brian. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, and that's a big, you know, that's a big problem. And, I've, you know, and I've, but yeah, they're doing it for the money. Yeah. 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 I mean, definitely. No, that's why they're doing it. That's, they can. There's that's, a, that's, that's the worst part. It's like mm-hmm. the destruction of the planet. Yeah. For profit. Mm-hmm. Like, to just. Because, I, I don't know, it just seems so grand. Like, you just take down an entire planet because you happen to be one dude at one time that happened to exist mm-hmm. that wanted to squeeze out every dollar, just just bleed it out dry. Yeah, I know. I know. And it's, it's really disgusting when you think it. It's like, I'd almost rather them believe it, you know? Like, I wish that they were actually speaking from their heart and they, even though I disagree with what they believe in, I'd rather they actually believed it than that they were getting paid off. Like, it makes it more... But I think sometimes you... Just buy the lot. I, I don't know. Like, do you, yeah. I mean, I guess you really would have to corner someone hard, mm-hmm. you know, like Tucker Carlson to be like, all right, how much is you and how much is you being full of it? You yeah. Know? Well, they these I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he was he's an activist journalist and he was supposed to be a guest on Tucker Carlson because he had just went to he had just. Uh, spoke at the World Economic Forum, and he kind of put everybody at the World Economic Forum on blast because he was like, look, all you guys talk about climate change and you want to help, but you all flew here in private jets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. (laughs) And so Tucker Carlson thought he was on his side, you know, so he brings him on as a guest on his show. And the guy immediately starts going after. He's like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's great that you brought me on the show to because of what I said at the World Economic Forum. But. You are also being paid off by the Koch brothers and the Cato Institute. And, and then, like, once, you know, he was getting pressed, then it's up. Now he's swearing. He's calling the guy a moron. And the interview never went on the air. But the guy was recording it on his end because it was done, like, Zoom or something like that. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I've seen that. Yep. Yeah. And it's great if you watch it because it's like he just squirms. He doesn't know what to say. And it's like he's like, hey, well, you you know, all of you Fox, you know, hosts are getting paid off, too. And he's like, well, what do you mean? No no one tells me what to say. Oh, yeah. And the guy's like, well, it doesn't. Yeah. And he even says, like, it doesn't work exactly like that. Like, they're not sitting in a room like you have to say this, say this. But it's all it's done through the money, through other, you know, means. Um, But, yeah. So that's neither here nor there because. 
It's not Tucker Carlson that's going to save us. It's the Bucks. <laughs> no one, no one was saying that Tucker Carlson was going to save us. Not even the people that like him. Well, he probably says it. He thinks it. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to get a sorry. We're getting sued for defamation. I'm just trying to think. Like, there's somebody out there that's probably like Glenn Beck is going to tell me the way, man. Right. That's the guy. Like, he's got the playbook. What well, there is? Got, I mean, you look yeah, at like no, Infowars. Yeah, like, why yeah, is Infowars so big? Because people actually believe, you know, that this guy has some, you know, secret truth that they don't know. And you know, and, and I'm going to broadcast it to you for nine ninety nine right. an hour. Plus, you can supplements. You could want. Go back for seconds if you want. Make sure you buy the the pills. <laughs> and he ain't gonna talk about the bugs. No. You unless know. unless they're changing unless, it's the, well, unless they're changing sexual orientation. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> uh, but there is an aspect, though. I think he has talked about, and I know that it's floating around in the conspiracy like circles. Is that the new like one of the new tenets of you know the new world order, whatever you want to call it? Is that they're going to get us to be eating bugs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, which you, is kind of a thing. That yeah, yeah. It is like a thing um, that they're all. T- if you go to the World Economic Forum, uh, you know, if you go to their website, they have articles about it. I found a couple articles uh, about eating bugs, and so it was interesting because I, I <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the bugs that need to save us. <laughs> right. Exactly. And they, see, that's where I go too. I'm like, well, I don't. You know, and one, I just want to say this. Eating bugs is is in a lot of countries is normal, right? Um, in Asia, you know, Asian countries, South America, Mexico, these you know they eat crickets, they eat other different kind of bugs, and it's that's they've been doing that for thousands of years. So nothing against that. But if we turned it into like a profitable commercialized industry, like I mean, bugs aren't infinite, you know. Like mm-hmm. so, to me, it doesn't solve the issue. It's just like replacing it with something else, you know. Um, it feels like bugs are infinite, though. You know, haven't you ever yeah. wanted to know, like, what's the finite an amount of mosquitoes that, mm. you know, like, I, I don't know. I always I always envisioned, like, you know, everyone's like, what's their version of heaven? And for me, it was like, you get there and you could ask any question, get the answer to mm-hmm. it. Like, how many mosquitoes are there in the world? It's like, <laughs> boop, there's the numbers. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Hey. But then you think about, I mean, I don't think when we were kids we ever thought, like, Bees would be in danger. You know, there's enough bees, but no. But I, I know mean, what you mean. They're not as prevalent as mosquitoes a lot of times. And but yeah, and like I, I, how much did we know how important bees were to everyday society? You know, I, yeah. I feel like that's a modern, like in our lifetime, yeah. thought of like when we were kids of like environmentalism got um, enlightened enough to the point where they realized like, huh. Maybe we should take care of all these other animals. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe yeah. there's a reason they exist. Yeah, know? no, exactly. <laughs> that's but that's like. what worries me about the concept of eating them, because it's you know we need plants. Yeah. Essentially, bugs yeah, you fertilize eat something the plants. into extinction. Yeah, and then, you know animals that people like to eat eat the bugs. You know, it's it's, you know, it's a about, cycle. Uh, how the mass consumption of beef mm-hmm. uh, is all the methane gas that's been contributing right. to carbon emissions and all right. that. You know, like the yeah. yeah. Not to mention them cutting down rainforests to allow them to graze. You know, it's all a big you know mm-hmm. cycle and connected. But here's a couple of ways that bugs could save us. One are plastic eating caterpillars. Okay. So Cambridge University researchers discovered that moth larvae can chew through plastic. And uh, right now you have plastic waste makes up about 40% of the world's ocean's 
surfaces. I just think, think about like, that. It's going to go one of two directions, though, with these. Like <laughs> any any bug you t- throw at me here, mm-hmm. it's like the plastic eating caterpillars, the plastic eating beetles, the plastic eating whatever. It's going to be like. All right, either those bugs are going to be so, like, overfed and fattened and, like, (laughs) just exploding, or it's going to be like, well, uh, we didn't have a good potato crop this year because we uh, bred way too many of those uh, plastic-eating caterpillars. Right. I mean, it's (laughs) it's always a slippery slope. Don't travel to Maryland in October. The plastic-eating caterpillars are just everywhere. (laughs) Like, something like that, you know? But it says these <laughs> these caterpillars though they're equipped with biodegrading powers. Yeah, to reduce the plastic waste. I was gonna like. So what's, they, what's their waste though? You know, like are they, is there question. like is there like poisonous plastic bug poop? Hmm, that is a good question. Although their waste can be used as fertilizer. That's great. So there's that. That's awesome. Yeah, and then not only that, but. So, and this kind of brings me back to like the uh, the Cronenberg movie, but bugs are evolving. They're evolving to eat plastic. This this one study oh, finds <laughs> they're doing it before we do. <laughs> and this goes into the microbes. So it's microbes in oceans and soils across the globe are evolving to eat plastic, according to a study. Uh, research scanned more than two hundred million genes found in DNA samples taken from the environment. And found 30,000 different enzymes that could degrade 10 different types of plastic. The results provide evidence of a measurable effect of plastic pollution on the global microbial ecology, the scientists said. (laughs) Um, So there's that. And then I had another one. Oh, here we go. Black soldier flies can be used to break down the organic waste. Black Soldier Flies actually opened up for Nirvana 92 at the... Uh, <laughs> at the Aragon. At the Aragon, yeah. Um, yeah, they can break down the organic waste, which then turn into three products, an organic fertilizer, biomass fuel briquettes as a renewable energy source, and animal feed using Black Soldier Fly larvae. And this is... Uh, yeah. So we got black soldier flies, caterpillars, and microbes that can help consume the waste that we are creating, not to mention the concept of eating bugs, right? Which uh, there's <laughs> this is actually a thing that's like taken off, and some people believe it's going to be a huge industry like sometime in the future or, you know, in the near future. There's already big companies that create, that have, like, insect farms for uh, animal feed, you know, whatever, for either pets or livestock. Um, Yeah, they believe that there will be, this will be a huge industry. And you can buy, there's a picture of one called Crunchy Kids Critters. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like a bag of mealworms, I think, or something. It says the edible insects market will grow to 6.3 billion by 2030, according to a report by Barclays. So get in on that now, right? You want to invest? Invest in some like bug pops, bug <laughs> sodas, bug juice. Yeah. Now, like I said, you know that's it's an old thing eating bugs, and I know there's like 
some you know conspiracy. Oh, this is what they want us. They want us. They don't want us to eat real food. They want us to eat bugs. Bug bars, oh. man. There's going to be like places where people are going to go. You know, yeah. like oh, you want to go to Bugglebees, man. You don't want to TGI <laughs> bug bug days. Well, in That's Mexico, a lot yeah. of bars will give you it's a, like a little plate of crickets or something. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. crickets with like chili powder in it and stuff. They're like, they're like fried or small baked, ones, baked or something. I like? think so. Yeah, yeah. they're like crunchy, kind of crunchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of just like 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 uh, beer nuts. Just dip it in this little dip here. Yeah, you know? yeah. They eat ants. <laughs> I've seen dishes with ants in them. Um, and it, I know like insects do have like higher rates of protein and minerals and vitamins. And you know, I'm not against it. I'm not for it. I'm vegetarian, so it's like really not my thing. But I just I still feel like it's something. As humans, we shouldn't commodify any kind of product to be eaten that is, like, from nature, just because I think we'll just overdo it, mm-hmm. you know? Just like we were talking about, like, no one probably 100 years ago thought that we would be destroying rainforests so that cows for McDonald's can graze. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, who knows where in 100 years, it's just, you know, they're tearing down whatever to have, you know, grasshopper farms. And like, we need this, <laughs> especially when money's involved. You know, when Brian was talking about, um, you know, uh, like uh, Democrat socialism, you know, could be a possible solution to this. Uh, and I don't disagree, but I just think part of the problem that's been going on with the climate change movement and everything is that it's all these governments kind of, you know, they genuflect to so many corporations. And it's all about how do we package this nicely to these corporations that they can see that they'll make profit from it. Right. And that's like, you know, the Kyoto Agreement back in 97 or whatever. They had, you know, these plans they would give people uh, carbon credits. To corporations that would adjust their emissions or create projects to reduce their carbon footprint. But a lot of times what ends up happening is, one, they displace a lot of indigenous people. Um, They're taking over land areas that they shouldn't be. It's just it hasn't worked, really, because it's, it's more about profit than actually trying to do something of benefit. And so that's kind of where we're kind of stuck in a situation where it's like, okay, how do we allow corporations to be, you know, making the rules on this, right? They should just be, like, penalized. Forget, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's my... Or my, regulated. That's <laughs> More you know, regulated, yeah, like, but like it's just... Governments should do, but, you yeah. know, when, I don't know. Yeah. Don't I know. get me started. <laughs> it goes back to, you know, why do they... Why do they do this? Uh, I know. Money. Money. Mm. <laughs> well, who we funds figured these it elections? Out. Right. The corporations. Exactly. Well, how do we stop them? <laughs> well, we all collectively, as billions of people, have to stop yes. buying the products that they uh, keep us alive every day with. <laughs> yes. Except some of these cool products that I have found Break that could cycle. save us. Break the cycle. And which we will get to when we get back in some of your phone calls on Think Theory Radio. Welcome back to Think Theory Radio. Today we're talking about how much plastic do we eat per week, and it's a lot. Uh, and also, you know, before I get to the calls, I just, you I'm know. thinking of having some uh, plastic brulee tonight after the oh, show. Oh, nice. You know, the side of uh, plastic, spaghetti and plastic balls. <laughs> a little plastic cheesecake. Plastic cheesecake, yeah. Cordon plastic. A little deep dish plastic pizza. <laughs> yeah. 
but not to get too, you know, caught up in all the bad aspects of corporations destroying our planet. <laughs> Actually, the planet wouldn't be destroyed. It'll just change into something that we can't be live pl- in. More plasticky. That's when the bugs take over. Plasticky with a lot of rotting corpses. Mm-hmm. And the pl- that's why the bugs will evolve, because they'll be able to consume it all and we won't. But there are people out there doing good things, trying to change this. Uh, one is a company called the Ocean Cleanup, which uh, it's one of those companies that was started like by a young, young innovating cat. Uh, this guy's name is Boyan Slat, um, and then there's been several others started by young people trying to do something positive. And I was looking up, okay, now a lot of people have ideas. What really happens now? This Ocean Cleanup one actually they. Uh, created a system where they can just accumulate all the plastic and kind of pull it out of the ocean. They've actually, uh, since deployment in August 2021, they have now collected over 101,000 kilograms of plastic. It's about 220,000 pounds of plastic. Wow. Yeah, over in uh, 45 extractions, sweeping the area of the ocean over... uh, 3,000 kilometers, comparable to the size of Luxembourg or Rhode Island. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that gives, I don't know if that gives an idea, but... That's big. It's pretty big. It's big when you're talking about plastic. Yeah. It's, it's small when you're talking about opening, uh, like, uh, the biggest theme park in the world. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but so, you know, so there are, you know, that's pretty good. So it's actually the combined weight of two and a half Boeing 737s, if that makes any sense. Okay. So there is that. And then there is another one company called Seabin that's doing something similar. Um, so there are people out there that are trying to do good stuff and working on it. And it's actually succeeding, at least this one. Reduce the amount of plastics that we have to consume yeah. because of our recklessness. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, I don't even want to get into it. Okay, it's like, yeah, it's great pulling it out of the ocean. Now what do we do with it, though? Mm-hmm. But, you know, recycle Which, it. Well, yeah, you repurpose it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which we can turn into, and that's that's totally possible. Yeah. How much we can recycle plastics into oh, yeah. even better things. Yep, like you can turn it into sneakers and sportswear. There which you go. Is a company called, uh, or actually, it's a uh, Adidas called Future Futurecraft Loop. Huh, they partnered Adidas. with. I wonder what they do. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of them before. They uh, partner with the environmental organization Parlay for the Oceans to turn marine pollution into footwear. And these are 100% recycled shoes. See, you do that instead of have Kanye as a spokesperson. Mm. That's what you do, Adidas. Yeah. But more, it doesn't more of that. It, yeah. <laughs> well, and it, also I feel like my, a big part of my problem, too, is like I don't feel like a lot of the stuff gets covered enough no. you know, or talked about enough. Um, there was another way they were using plastic to plastic for uh, to make roads that last Ten times as long as asphalt. Yeah. Yeah, it's a U.K.-based company, Mac Reber. Yeah, well, uh, you know, if you do that, uh, you're going to put all those nice construction guys out of work. You know, that's... Uh, <laughs> well, somebody's got to lay it down. You know, you gotta, they can yeah, do it. You got to be thinking about that, though, you know. That's <laughs> well, in the U.K., it's all government-funded, yeah, right, so it's yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it replaces the oil-based sealing material that holds asphalt together. The result, check this out, a newly improved asphalt that's 60% stronger. More durable and eco-friendly. Hmm. 
There you go. Um, I do have some more. Don't want to get too ballistic. A couple phone calls. Let's go with uh, Earl in Hyde Park. What's going on, Earl? Okay, hold on a second. Uh, so, uh, okay. Yes, how you doing, guys? Good, good. What's up? Uh, so I wanted to uh, say, I'm enjoying the conversation now, but uh, I'm a pessimist by nature. And so basically what I'm trying to say is that we have been doing more for destroying our planet for more than 100 years. And the things that we are doing right now, I believe, well, are just not enough to, to solve the problems. We don't know how much damage we have uh, actually done to the oceans. We have no idea how much damage we've done to the oxygen uh, creating forest that we've done around the world. Uh, we don't know where the tipping points are. We've lost a lot of genetic, genetic diversity of plants and animals. Uh, so I'm saying that it's a good idea that we're working on these things, but unfortunately, this is not an exact science, and we just don't know exactly how much time we get or have before it is too late. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm I'm upset with the the Elon Musk of the world is because uh, they would rather go to the planetary. Uh, aspect of rather than saving our own planet, you know what I'm saying? So they want to escape and build a, a new world on a, on Mars or mm-hmm. somewhere else rather than solving our problems here. So that's all I wanted to weigh in with, guys. Okay. I hate to be a downer. <laughs> it's all right. But, it's easy to know, be. It's easy to be in these days. Yeah. Oh, yes, and especially when we hear so many people have believe lies and distortions and so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. The Republican Party, like you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, how many people died from uh, cancer when they thought the cigarettes were cool? Right. Thing, and all the lies coming from uh, the tobacco industry. You know, we've... Yeah. So, all yeah, right. no, so I hear you. My call and happy holiday, guys. You too, Earl. Thanks Thank for the call. And uh, no, I, I understand the pessimism, believe me. Uh, let's go to Roosevelt in Chicago. What's going on, Roosevelt? Guys, very good program, as always. Thank you, brother. Um, I want to add to what you guys said a little while ago and put a little politics and and religion into it. Okay. Uh, we don't know. We all know uh, there's been civilizations in the past where the kings and queens were thought of as coming from God, in other words, descendants, descending from God. Mm-hmm. And those, those civilizations perished. I can't even help it but to compare that to the United States. Look what we had for four years. The evangelists got Trump in there. And there was callers on this station saying that God chose Trump to come here and, you know, to bring whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so notice that the closer we get to leaders, such as Trump, and people like Trump. Look, we just had a, a lady in Congress crying because of uh, gay marriage. So notice that the closer we get to our leaders, our representatives, our senators, they get to God, the more complicated it gets and the more chaos it brings because they feel that they have a right, such as the kings from the past, like in Egypt. I'll give you an example. They thought that they were doing right by what they did. I'm talking about the kings, the queens. Mm-hmm. And notice, and notice, we don't pay attention to what we, what we had here when the white man, when the European man came here. We had Native people that lived in these lands 
their gods were the god of earth, the god of sun, like in Mexico, the god of wind. And their names were named after animals. That, that shows respect, in my opinion, to the land, to the earth, to everything that makes life tick, or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So notice that we, we've, we've ignored our own people in these lands, and they had a respect. If you name yourself after an animal, you have a respect for, for the, the ecology. You have a, a respect yeah. for animals. So I believe that that's, that's the answer. We need to part of the answer or part of the, you know. No, I definitely, I agree with you. I mean, I think the, I, I did a show a while back too, and I talked about kind of uh, the differences between the kind of corporate climate change green movement compared to like what indigenous people do, you know, and I, I and indigenous people have been, you know, environmentalists for thousands of years, you know. It's not to say every indigenous person is that way, but there are a lot. But, you know, and I think there's a lot we can learn from them. And there are, you know, there are organizations that work with them and try to figure out, hey, what did, you know, what did the Mayans do? What do these people do to, to be more sustainable? Yeah, and, and they had, they had a, not only that, that everything that they did, they did it for the purpose. And mm-hmm. our purpose is and our, for you to your point. And our purpose we call progress the fact that we clean the field and we put, uh, like what you said, we, you, you know, you put a, a, a whatever, whatever for a corporation or, yeah. or, or for that matter, or for that matter, the oil industry. Give you a perfect example: the Keystone, just, just, just now, mm-hmm. and it's, not, it's nothing new. But it, all to me, everything that happens is because of greed. Just like in the movie uh, Wall Street, greed, greed is not good. Yeah. Greed is an excess is an excess of, of of wanting more and more. And notice Trump, it's never enough. And I'm bringing Trump up constantly because he's the perfect example for what I'm talking about. You know, it's always me, me first, my, my you know, my what I want. Yep. And, and it's so then that to me, that's that's part of the problem. The fact that our kids don't know. I mean, I came from Mexico. I know how to kill a chicken. I know how to survive. My kids will never learn that. Yep. I've seen a chicken getting killed. I, I was raised like that. And, no. that's, and, and you have a respect for animals. Even though you consume them, you have a respect, you know? Yeah. And, no, I, I, hear, I hear you, Roosevelt. I'm, I'm going to let you go, though, because we only got a couple minutes left, and uh, I want to get out some of these inventions that could help us down the road. But thanks for the call, Roosevelt. And so these two can work in tandem together, which I think is pretty cool. One are battery bricks that can be turned into batteries. Okay. And there is uh, researchers at Washington University in St. Louis have found a way that you can pump cheap iron oxide rich red bricks with specific vapors that form polymers and enables the bricks to become electrical charge storage devices. So you could literally have a house made of these bricks that would store energy. Okay. Now think about that. So you have that. You have a you have a house made of these bricks. Then you have a fully transparent solar cell, which is one of the reasons that, you know, uh, solar panels, because they haven't been clear, you know, they're black or whatever. You can't use them as, you know, uh, glass. But this one, so researchers at Michigan State University 
a define it, uh, design a technology they call transparent luminescent solar concentrator. And it's transparent materials. They're inherently capable of producing energy. And usually they can't because it, it uh, light passes through, them, passes through them. But researchers have created see-through solar materials that can be applied to any window or sheet of glass. And this uh, source of previously untapped energy can uh, reduce fossil fuel dependence and making solar cities part of the future, right? So we got solar, imagine that, having a house made of these bricks that can store energy and your windows would be solar powered, okay? Um, okay. Right? And then that same house could be made of 3D printed hemp. <laughs> That's another one that people are working on. Okay. Um, what else? We did the plastic roads. Vertical forests is a thing that's going on. And then I thought, uh, which is basically creating, you know, buildings that are, you know, have tons of plant life and trees throughout the buildings going up, you know, every every level and stuff like that. So um, those can be great in places like deserts where you don't really have any trees or, or plants. Uh, and then I, I saw one that was funny. Um, got... Lab-grown meat? What about lab-grown fish? Okay. okay. <laughs> huh. uh, the company isolates small samples of cells from a healthy fish, and then they're fed nutrients and grown in a lab. That, you wanted that fish smell with all that fish, actual fishness? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we just talked about vertical forests. What about vertical oceans? Vertical oceans? Yeah, farm shrimp industry. Vertical oceans uh, had like a really neat ambient sort of <laughs> right. debut in 1998, yeah. but they just never could follow up after their hit song, uh, Imagine, <laughs> because people thought um, it, it reminded them too much like John Lennon or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> uh, vertical oceans takes the industry inside where the shrimp live school bus sized tanks and algae seaweed and bottom feeding fish filter out waste the operation recirculates nearly 100 percent of the water an early prototype delivered 10 harvests of shrimp in 2021 providing over a ton of shrimp so there we go that's some of it but i have there's more so i have to bring it up again on another show because we're out of time thanks everybody for listening thanks to our callers we'll be back again next week and every saturday 6 to 7 p.m right here on wcpt h20 think theory radio 